Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, we're talking about cultivating mindfulness in order to heal your anxiety. We talk about mindfulness a lot, and we have to come at this from many different directions. And from today's direction that I want to come from is uh, by taking uh, the Blinkist of one of my favorite authors, John Kabat-Zinn, the Blinkist of his book, wherever you go, there you are. Now, I'm not going to be going over the whole Blinkist. You can check that out on your own, but just a couple pieces of it, because uh, what I want you guys to understand is that the the cultivation of our mindfulness is an ongoing process. And so that's why I talk about it a lot. We can't, it isn't just something that you get intellectually and then you move on to the next thing. This is about a life practice and we need to be continually cultivating it. So let's get on a little bit here. I'm going to start by reading from the Blinkist of Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. The Blinkist says, mindfulness means conscious living and appreciation of the present moment. Mindfulness has become a bit of a buzzword in recent times, but what exactly is it? You have perhaps heard that mindfulness is an ancient Buddhist practice In fact, mindfulness is for everyone, and you needn't forswear your earthly possessions and become a Buddhist to enjoy its rewards. Mindfulness is about overriding our automatic approach to life. From a Buddhist perspective, our ordinary state of consciousness is quite limited. We often do things unconsciously without being fully present in the moment. So I'll stop there because I want you all to really feel that, that the mindfulness that they're talking about here is about overriding an automatic approach to life. And and that is that knee-jerk reaction that we have to life, that A causes B, and we just go through life uh, never taking the time to look at it and to wonder, 
if, if there is some other way that we can respond or another way that we can even see what is going on. So mindfulness does require us to pay attention because we can't change anything that we don't know about. So one of the first steps is to pay attention and learning to override this automatic approach to life. So let me read on a little bit more. The simple fact that we're always doing something while thoughts race through our heads without cease, leaving very little room for us to just be. So to truly embrace the present, we need to systematically observe who we are and examine our view of the world. This essentially is mindfulness. So I'm going to stop there and say that this is really um, important to to hear this over and over again. And we need to remind ourselves, if we're not hearing it from our outer environment, we need to remind ourselves that we need to leave room to just be. We are always doing something. And even often when we're not physically doing something, we're busy with the thoughts in our head that are going through our head and we're paying a lot of attention to them. We're chasing them. We're, um, we're trying to work things out. We're letting them bother us. And we have very little room to just be. So it says here to truly embrace the present, we need to systematically observe who we are, and examine our view of the world, and that this is essentially mindfulness. So I'll continue reading. So why be mindful? Well, mindfulness is a tool that helps us realize the richness and possibility of our own growth and transformation. Cultivating it reunites us with aspects of ourselves that we often overlook, opening us to new ways of existing, both in our own skin and in the world. For example, it can lead us to richer experiences of joy, peacefulness, and happiness, and also to better understandings of difficult emotions like grief, sadness, and fear. That is, those emotions of which we're often unaware or only express unconsciously. So I want to comment on that because this is exactly where those suffering with anxiety and panic are stuck in the loop. There is a lack of understanding of difficult emotions. The grief, sadness, and fear send us down the wormhole because of a lack of understanding. And there is so much that we miss by spending all that time down the wormhole. We miss the joy, the peacefulness, and happiness because we're spending a lot of time getting back out again. And even when we're out of the wormhole, we're afraid that we're going to go back in it again, missing out on joy, peacefulness, and happiness because we are unaware of these emotions and how they come about and what they truly are. And they are only being expressed unconsciously. 
And, and so they are coming up at the most inappropriate times for us because we are, have not been spending mindful time with our own selves to better understand these difficult emotions. Because mindfulness is so illuminating in this way, it's also empowering, the Blinkist says. As we become more mindful, we become more aware of who we are, which unleashes our creativity and intelligence and gives us clarity. The cultivation of mindfulness and meditation are often confused with things like relaxation, stress relief, or self-development. However, mindfulness isn't about aiming for a particular feeling, nor is it about getting somewhere or becoming a particular kind of person. Rather, it's about emptying the mind and letting it become still and allowing ourselves to realize who we are, where we already are. So I want to uh, talk about that last sentence for a minute. The Blinkist says, rather, it's about emptying the mind, becoming still, and allowing ourselves to realize who and where we already are. Now, I want to be clear about the emptying of the mind piece that they mention here. And I want to say myself that emptying of the mind is not what you think it is. Emptying the mind of chasing after these thoughts. Uh, that's what we're aiming at. Letting the mind become still like this shaken up snow globe that we carry around all day. We set it down on the table and let the glitter become still and fall to the bottom. It's still all there. It isn't emptied out completely, but we are not shaking it up and having to chase every little fleck of glitter that goes by. And so I really hope that you are uh, getting the gist of some of this. These Blinkists are quite interesting. And I want to take a minute and talk to you about Blinkist because they're today's sponsor. And I am enjoying going back and looking at their, um, the Blinks that they have and from books that I have already read and becoming uh, reacquainted with them and seeing all the new things that are out there and deciding what I would like to read fully next. You know, being able to practice mindfulness every day is something we all want to achieve. And sometimes it can be really hard when we're overwhelmed with work and other aspects of life. So this Blinkist app is highly recommended because it might help you to become more mindful every day. If you can go in there and spend 15 minutes with one of these Blinks, it's like the whole book brought to you in a 15-minute Blinks. Now, it's the only app that takes the best take key takeaways and the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and it condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them. Um, Blinkist is made for you guys. It's got all the books out there that you can imagine. There's, like I said, I picked one of their Blinks today to work with because it was one of my absolute favorite authors for relieving and getting past my own anxiety back in the day. 
8 million people are using Blinkist right now. It's a growing library from self-help, business, health books, history books. There's something for everybody in there. I like Blinkist because it gives me a chance to take a break with a 15 minutes. You know, I know it's not going to be how long is this chapter going to take for me to read. I know all the Blinkists are down to 15 minutes and it gives me a chance to just jump in, read something new, and then uh, go on to my next project. It's a great way to shift gears. So, you know, I told you today that we're talking about John Kabat-Zinn's book, Wherever You Go, There You Are, but there are a so many on there that I would love for you guys to read or look at. One of them is The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. Another one is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And you know, I love The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. So you may want to check out any of those. But whatever you do, go because for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for you guys. Go to Blinkist.com slash ACP and start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash ACP and start your seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash ACP. Now let's finish up here with uh, John Kabat-Zinn's Blinkist, uh, or Blinkist's Blink about John Kabat-Zinn's book, Wherever You Go, There You Are. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes, uh, that whole Blinkist website for you to go to for you to sign up for your free seven-day trial. So continuing on with the Blink here, mindfulness is cultivated by being in the moment and concentrating on being with one thing at a time. Developing mindfulness is as easy as incorporating some practices into your daily routine. Let's take a look at some of them. First, rather than doing all the time, begin shifting yourself into being mode. Here's how. Either sit or lie down, and once in that position and comfortable, think of yourself as timeless. Observe the present moment without trying to change anything. Engage in your senses and focus on what you see, hear, feel, or whatever is happening for you. Try to completely embrace and accept this moment. Now, I'm going to stop there and tell you that this is a beautiful practice for people who have anxiety. This, it's almost as if anxiety is the lack of mindfulness. It's the lack of being in the present moment. It's the chasing after. It's the worrying. It's about the what if. So the more that you can try to completely embrace and accept this moment, the more relief, I am telling you, you will begin to feel around your anxiety. But it does take practice, okay? So let's continue on here with the blink. If you catch your mind straying during the exercise, gently coax your attention back to your breath. 
Focus on the sensation of your breath moving in and out of your body without getting your mind too involved or trying to change anything. This exercise will enrich the moments of your normal active mode, influencing the decisions you make and providing guidance. Along with accepting the moment, concentration and voluntary simplicity are other practices that will be valuable allies on your path to mindfulness. Concentration is the cornerstone of mindfulness. When you're fully concentrated, your energy is directed toward deeply experiencing one thing or one moment. Everything else falls away, including other thoughts, feelings, and the outer world. People often deeply appreciate this feeling as it allows them to experience inner stillness and an undisturbed peace. So I want to stop there for a second and comment that this is very important. Can you even begin to feel this when you are concentrating your energy in a direction and deeply experiencing one thing or one moment, which is why we often do things like the body scan. We take our energy and we take it to the body, to that one place in the body, and then we move it. Because when we can deeply experience one thing or one moment, we do begin to watch other things fall away. The running for the future, the worrying about the future, all of those thoughts and the outer world pressing in on us begins to fall into the background because we are taking our foreground attention and putting it purposefully in one place. And you do begin to appreciate this feeling because you feel the inner stillness and an undisturbed peace. The blink goes on to say, you can also try voluntary simplicity. That is engaging in one activity or with one thought at a time. If you're playing with your daughter, for instance, and you get a text You could deliberately ignore your phone, instead bringing your full attention and enjoying the game with your child. Bring your full attention to enjoying the game with your child. It's important not to confuse non-doing with doing nothing. Consciously stopping with the intention of cultivating stillness and appreciation is non-doing, but is not. it is not doing nothing. So let me say that again. It's important not to confuse non-doing with doing nothing. By consciously stopping with the intention of cultivating stillness and appreciation, that's non-doing, but it isn't doing nothing. That's very important to know that when you are being When you are simply being in the present moment, that is not a waste of time. That is you being a person who is here in the present moment, cultivating stillness and appreciation. And this is what will be bringing you closer and closer to your natural peace and calm. I hope that this blink has been helpful for you. I truly enjoy rereading their blanks and 
and um, remembering which books I really loved and trying to find out which one I want to read next. So I hope that you will check that out. And I hope that you will actually spend some time cultivating your mindfulness, even if it is just simply being in the present moment for one minute at a time. I know you can do this and it begins to grow and it begins to become more comfortable and you will actually want to go here eventually as soon as you start reaping the rewards of that inner stillness. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. This kind of attention nurtures greater awareness, clarity, and acceptance of the present moment reality. It wakes you up to the fact that our lives unfold only in moments. If we are not fully present for many of those moments, we may not only miss what is most valuable in our lives, but also fail to realize the richness and depth of our possibilities for growth and transformation. And that's from John Kabat-Zinn. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.